0: Holy man, great is my King. holy man, great is my King. holy name, he is an old You. Mm-hmm.
1: Worship Him right now. We thank you, Lord. You alone are worthy, Lord. We give it all to you right now, Jesus.
2: Oh, I love you, Lord.
1: I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good things are going to happen in this service tonight. Amen. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. To feel His presence. That call upon His name, it is a good thing to be here right now, experiencing what God has for us this night. Amen, amen. 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 You may be seated for just a moment. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about uh, in the scripture. um, I completely forgot it. No, Uh, it talks about um, the children, uh, the church, rather. Excuse me, that they were they were taking joy. For the spoiling of their own goods. And it said that they uh, they did that because of the fact that they knew that they had a more enduring substance that was waiting for them. And I was reading this this morning, and it reminded me of how when you fall in love with the church, and you fall in love with this great experience that God has for you, that there is nothing that the devil can bring your way that's going to be able to Make you lose out on what God's got for you. Because in every situation, you're going to understand that you've got something that's much better than this world has to offer. And whatever happens, you're going to understand whatever the devil comes to try to take away whatever He tries to rob from you, whatever happens, it does not matter because this is just this world. And this world is going to pass away. And the things of this world are going to pass away. But what you have inside of your heart, what God gives you when He baptizes you in His name and fills you with His Spirit, there's not anything that can take that away from you. Amen. Amen. In the Scripture, it talks about Noah. Noah. And how he had found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And how God had instructed him to do a work. And how he was diligent to do that work. And it did not matter what everybody else was saying to him. Because here he's preaching this gospel in this message. And he's preaching about this judgment that's going to come. And they're looking like, this is you have no idea what you're talking about. These things are not going to come to pass. But he kept preaching what God had told unto him, him, and he kept living that light and that example. He did not back up. He did not change it. He did not alter it to fix what they wanted, but rather he stayed true to the Word that God gave him. And you know, there's a lot of people, everybody in fact was down looking at their nose upon him about what he was doing until the rain started falling. And then all of a sudden they all had a change of heart. But guess what? It's too late then to change your heart. Amen. And amen, you may be seated. I don't want to be those people that day that were in the water looking at the ark and wishing that they had made the choice to do what was right. Wishing then that they had made the decision to listen to the word of God and change their heart then. It's too late then but now it is time to awake the scripture said for now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed now. Now God's given us another day and another chance and another opportunity to hear this message to apply this message to our heart to be changed from our wicked ways the scripture says that we can be like him amen I want to change from this wicked person that I am. Because the scripture said in this body, in this flesh, there dwells not one good thing. And the only good thing that you have going on in this world is when you see the truth of the gospel. And when you lay down your will and your mind and your flesh and you turn your heart over to God and say, Lord, I don't want my will. I don't want my way. I want to understand this truth and this message. I want you to change me here. Amen. Amen. There is coming yet another judgment as in the days of Noah. Amen. And there's going to be the same kind of people that are going to, that now as we hear are that they reject the truth and they turn aside from the truth and they walk away from opportunity that God gives them and they you know they come up with any kind of excuse that they can find where it be I don't have time I'm too busy I already have some kind of religion or some kind of belief and and I think I'm okay whatever it may be but you have to understand that as Noah that says he found grace it means he was looking for something he was not satisfied with his current state and he knew that there was something better out there and i don't want to be satisfied here with what this world's got because it's nothing i want to look into these scriptures Amen. The scripture says you search those scriptures with fear and trembling. You dig into that word of God and understand God's got something much better. A much more enduring purpose here. A much more enduring blessing for you. When you open up your heart and receive this promise. Amen. I want to live and walk in these promises that God has given me. I want to not walk in the mind of this world and this thinking, but rather I want to walk in the Spirit. The Scripture says that I will do the things of the Spirit. I don't want to be caught up here because this is not my home. This is not where I'm going to spend eternity. This is just a place that God's trying to get us ready, trying to give us a chance here, trying to open our eyes up here to see the big picture at hand. Amen. Amen. And I don't want to be blinded because of majority, and I don't want to be blinded because of my own selfish will. Amen? The, the devil will make things seem like you have to do things, and you have to live a certain way, you have to act a certain way, because that's just the way that it is. No, that's not just the way that it is. It doesn't matter how you were raised or what your background is. Amen? We can't help how we were, what we were born into. The Scripture says that God's not a respecter of persons. God does not care where you came from, and He does not care what has happened to you. All He cares about is right now, where you're at right now, in this place, in this house, that you'll turn your heart to Him, that you'll turn your will to Him, and say, Lord, I don't want it my way. I don't want to go about this way. I want to do it your way. Amen. 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 God's given us chance this day, and I want to take advantage of his chance. I don't want to let it pass me by. I don't want to undermine it. I don't want to push it off. I don't want to think of it lightly, but rather I want to hold to it with everything that I have, and I want it to clean me out. I want it to open my eyes. I want it to convict my heart. And when it convicts my heart, I want to act upon the conviction, and I want to be changed here. Amen. It doesn't matter how long you're in the church, you still need to be changed. It doesn't matter how long you've had the Holy Ghost, God still needs to tweak things out of you and still needs to remove some things from your heart. That's why temptation comes. That's why trial comes. It's working things up. God's just trying to make you a better person. God's just trying to bring you into a deeper love and a deeper walk with Him. I want to love Him more this day than any other day that He's given me. I want to appreciate His truth this day more than any other day. I don't want to get weaker. I want to get stronger in the Holy Ghost. I want to get a more better understanding here of what God is doing. Amen. The Scripture says, be not weary in well-doing. It does not matter. How many years you have clocked in. This is just the beginning. We're just getting warmed up here. God's just starting a a good work this day and this hour. And I don't want to lay down. I don't want to get weak. And I don't want to turn around. And I don't want to push it off to somebody else. But rather I say, Lord, I want to feel the burden of the loss. I want to feel the burden of this truth with everything that I have here. Amen and amen. And amen, you think of all those that don't have the truth. You th- and you have to understand if you don't have the truth, you don't have hope. You don't have chance. You don't have opportunity. There's no way of going to heaven, yet we have opportunity to go to heaven. We have a chance of this gospel. Amen. And amen. And When you understand that you have, a tr- you have the truth and you have opportunity, you have access to go to heaven when you get baptized in Jesus' name and you get the Holy Ghost, amen, that's enough right there to keep a smile on your face. That's enough to understand that it does not matter again what happens because God has opened my eyes and my understanding. And with that understanding, okay, with that understanding, and you get that understanding when you really get the Holy Ghost and you it clicks in your heart and it opens up your mind and it really you don't just say, I don't need the things. Of the, you realize, I don't need the things of this world. I don't need the things that people think that I need. All I need is the Holy Ghost. All I need is to fall in love with my Creator. All I need is to get my heart right and keep it right here, right where He's got me at. Amen. It does not matter what it is you get it out of the way. Whatever is the hindrance, whatever is the block, whatever is stopping you, you remove it out of your way because there's going to be a day when you look back and say, I wish I would have taken care of that. I wish I would have removed that. I wish I would have stopped talking that way. I wish I would have stopped entertaining these kind of thoughts. I wish I would have changed, but there's no going back here. This is the time that God has given us. And this is the hour that he's allowed us to be here. And I'm not going to wish about what I could have done later. But rather, I want to take care of it now. And I want to remove the scriptures. Lay aside the sin and the weight that does so easily beset you. You lay all those things down. With the understanding that I don't need those things. All I need is the Holy Ghost. All I need is what God's got for me. Amen and amen, and you get what God's got for you, and I guarantee you, you're never going to have regret in your life. You're never going to say, I wish I hadn't made this decision. Those aren't words that come out of a Holy Ghost person. That's what comes out of a bitter person. That comes out of somebody that cannot turn it over to God. But when you get a hold of the Holy Ghost, there's no turning back. Amen. Amen. Because you fall in love with this truth and this message and you'll be like Noah it does not matter what happens come come high water come flood whatever may come your way whatever it may be you realize and you rest in the assurance that God gives you and the understanding that God gives you I'm in his hands he's taking care of me he's watching my back he's providing for me he's giving me everything I have need of amen the other day we were working and uh, uh we, we had this uh, a gentleman let us use this lift, and uh, me and Brother Baser were, were painting on it. And, and Brother Baser said, you know, this isn't like, we had another lift one time, that he says, this sure isn't like Big Blue. He said, Big Blue, it did a lot more things than this did. I said, no. I said, but you know what? I said, I'm sure steak and french fries are a lot better than manna. I said, but you know what? God provided then. I said, and God's provided now. And so you just got to realize that, hey, sometimes you just be happy about what God's given you. You just be happy what God's placed you in and the opportunity. And all you go back to is this great gospel that God has implanted in our heart. That's the only thing that you need here. You get excited about the truth. You get excited about being baptized in Jesus' name. You get excited about having access to the Holy Ghost and having access to that blood continually upon your life. I may not have anything else, but I don't want anything else. I don't want anything. All I want is to be right here in the presence of the Lord. That's all that I need is to know that I'm walking in the right way, doing the right things here. And I'm not going to allow the devil to put anything else in my mind. Amen? Because I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. And they said that they took joy for the spoiling of thing. You take it, devil. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's going to burn one day anyways. So I'm going to go ahead and keep my heart where it belongs now. And I'm not going to let these things sidetrack me. I'm not going to let them get me off guard. I'm just going to keep giving my God praise because he showed me the right way. He showed me what I need to do. And I'm going to stay excited about it. Amen and amen. Let's worship him and give him thanks for this wonderful truth and this message. Amen and
0: amen. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my father. And I don't have to want for anything. He's my father, great provider. And I don't have to want for anything. Oh, I don't have to want for anything. He's my father, and I don't have to want for anything. He's my father, great provider, and I don't have to want for For anything, I don't have to want, I never have to want, I don't have to want for anything. I don't have to want, I never have to want, I don't have to want for anything. I don't have to want, I I never have to want, I don't have to want want for anything. The Lord is my shepherd, he's my father. i
2: wonderful opportunity to go to court for over five hours. I had to wait for my case to be called, because with the job we have, we sometimes get summoned to go to court. And uh, I think they had over 50, 50 cases today, and I think I was maybe 48. <laughs> so just sitting there, seeing all these people come up and pleading to the judge for a second chance, for another opportunity, it, it began to, you know, just hearing that about judgment and all that, and began to Coming, uh, it's good to know that you know when you get this Holy Ghost. When Judgment Day does come, you won't have to worry about pleading for another chance. Because when you get that Holy Ghost, and when you get baptized in Jesus' name, and the Lord fills you with the Holy Ghost. You're you're in that Book of Life, Amen. and you're 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 excused. You're you're already in in heaven, and you don't have to face that where the Lord says I, I never knew you. Right. And I just thank the Lord that. When I read the scripture, it opened my eyes. Amen. So there's a lot of people that think they have second chances. You do have a second chance, but you have to take that opportunity and get baptized in Jesus' name. And the Lord, will he will never remember anything that you did in your past because you're moving forward now when you get baptized. You're brand new. And I thank the Lord for giving us that opportunity Amen. To, to have a second chance. Because sometimes in this world, people don't have second chances in the, in the, in the court system. But with God, you have second chance. And I thank the Lord for that. And everybody say God bless our God bless offering. God bless. In Jesus
0: name. In Jesus name. (laughs) Yeah <laughs> You are mighty. You are magnificent. There is none that can compare. I come to bless Your name. Lord, You are holy. You are righteous. You are magnificent. You are victorious. You are mighty. You are magnificent. There is none that I come to bless Your name.
3: Everybody said, praise the Lord. Lord. Everybody said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 tonight. First John chapter 4. Very happy to be in God's house with you tonight. In the good presence of the Lord. We had a wonderful graduation and awards night here. and We had a beautiful one in our daughter work in Fort Myers. Last night, I thank the Lord for everything He's doing, all the wondrous ways in which He is presenting Himself in our midst. It's been great and wonderful. 1 John chapter 4, everybody said praise the Lord. Lord. And Actually, I'm sorry, I flipped over one page too many, 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3. And verse 1 Behold, take a good look. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. I'd like to minister for a little while tonight to the manner born. You may be seated. To the manner born. In the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 27, as well as Mark 4 and 41, it was put out there this way. It said, What manner of man is this? They marveled at the things that Jesus did. They marveled at the way that he could cast out the devil or heal those that were sick or forgive those that were That had sin in their life. Uh, One man that was let down at his feet, they were all in expectation of him because they'd seen it and they'd heard it. It had been, uh, if you please, a Bible word, it had been rumored about of things that he had done. And uh, when they let this man down at his feet, the Lord forgave him of his sins. When they were forethinking, that Jesus would heal him, and he would get up off of his bed and begin to walk about and be perfectly healed. So that it set them back, and they wondered, what manner of man is this, that he forgives sin? What manner of man is this, that he uh, walks on the water? And the disciples who had seen him do so many things, and Jesus had a way of making every day a brand new day and, and thrilling them and exciting them as he took them along on the journey, uh, of life through the Judean hills and the cities round about. And even the uh, very presence of the Lord would be there to heal those that were sick. And many, many wonderful and marvelous things took place. And yet on this day, uh, he bids them to go in the boat and head over to the other side, and a storm comes. And he then is awakened by them, and he rebukes the wind that is boisterous and he stops the raging sea that is filling the boat with the water. And uh, he calms everything down, and there's a great calm. And they ask themselves, what manner of man is this? Well, I want to tell you that it is well documented in the Scripture that he was born king. He was not uh, an ordinary man in one sense of the word. And yet, in another sense of the word, he was very ordinary. For he did take upon him The nature of Abraham he did have this flesh to contend with he did uh, rise up after sleeping and he did go to sleep at night after laboring all day long and he had his moments of battle uh, in his mind with the enemy and spirits that would come many many things the Bible teaches that he was in all points tempted just like we are yet he was without sin he uh, was in every sense of the word a man in that he felt hunger and he felt tiredness. As evidenced, he was asleep in the back of the boat and many other such-like references to his humanity. And yet it was what dwelled in that vessel, that flesh, that man Christ Jesus that was so different from everybody else. For he was God come in the flesh, according to 1 Timothy 3.16, John 1 and 1 and many other scriptures. He was God come in the flesh. He showed himself clearly, the Spirit did, and wanted people to see in the way that they could identify with the invisible God showing himself visibly, and that he would show them the mighty works of the Spirit Through this man, Christ Jesus. This man that there was no beauty that when you saw him, you would desire him. There wasn't an outward attraction. There was not to be that kind of attraction at all. It was to be an attraction to the Spirit. You were to be pulled by the Spirit that was within him to the fullness. This man, who made himself of no reputation, he never had his name up in lights. There's no recorded uh, artist work, or that's uh, accurate, and really depicts him. There is no uh, photography at that time to take a picture of him. There is nothing there, and yet his name and his his presence can be known worldwide, and that people preach about him, whether they have truth or do not have truth. People preach about him books I have been written about him so many great things that he did that John said the world could not contain the books if they were to be written. Of all the things that he did, it could not even contain it. It was so monumental. And one translation said, Behold what incredible quantity, and I'm going to say quality of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God, the very God that robed himself in flesh and absolutely calmed the raging seas, absolutely raised the dead, and cleanse the leper and open the blind eyes and cast it out every manner of evil spirit even up into the thousands at one time with a single word of go. I tell you what manner of love that we among billions would be lost and undone and Him loving us while we were yet sinners. He loved us. What manner of love that we got here. What kind of quality what kind of quantity that God could love each and every one of us and see beyond our faults, beyond our sin, to love us while we were in the mud and in the dirt, and he has done that. What manner of love? What a manner of love that it's not a, a love that has been uh, displayed to us that is an unkind love or a harsh love or a, uh, some type of take advantage of you. Uh, and call it love? Not at all. Uh, the Bible teaches that even in His training us, in His chastening us, that or chastising us, that uh, the Bible teaches it is for our profit. It said, "You have uh, parents and grandparents uh, in the flesh, and uh, when they chasten you, they do it for their own profit and for their." because they're upset. You're talking too loud or you you didn't do what I said or whatever it might be, whether justified or not, it is for their benefit and for their profit. But He, He chastens us. He trains us. He disciplines us for our profit. It is truly for our good. He's looking out for us in the long run. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst of our back being to the wall and the wind's right in our face. A headwind coming right out of the north. Let me tell you at what manner of love that he can stand right up and shield you. That he can turn away the storm. That he can rebuke the devil that would hinder you and try to sully your righteousness. And the Lord God can give you a linen robe of righteousness. The Lord God can give you all manner of vesture that you would shine brightly like a star in the heavens. Oh, what manner of love that he picks up us up off of the deathbed, out of the mud, out of the mess. What manner of love? And it is to this manner, this meekness and this gentleness of Christ—that's the manner of love we're born to. We're born to the love of the Father that seems to no no bounds. It is so great, so so great and so vast. Uh, It is written that it's beyond our comprehension. And you can't measure it. Not the length, not the depth, not the width, not the height. No amount of calculations or uh, geometry or calculus or anything else that man has uh, worked out in our educational systems. No manner of mathematics. Mr. Einstein couldn't begin to grasp greatness of God he made his attempt along certain laws and certain things that man has delved into our father's mysteries and tried to understand but what manner of love that somebody uh, being thrown at the feet of Jesus Christ and him the eternal God come in the flesh uh, absolutely uh, leaving everything beautiful and wonderful and great and coming here into this planet and coming among us and here is an individual thrown at his feet and absolutely did it wrong, said it wrong, caught right in the very act, and yet he, he came and condescended to that low estate Of the flesh of a person that does it wrong and says it wrong and thinks it wrong and acts it wrong and absolutely shows them a mercy, a mercy, the multitude of His mercies and that they're new every morning. God doesn't wake up with a grouch and I guess that's because He never sleeps. Isn't that wonderful? But He's absolutely there when you wake up and His mercies are new every morning. You can bring it to Him every morning and you can say, I need a cleansing, I need a fresh touch. I need a a lifting up of my head and you are the lifter up of my head. I need a healing. I hurt in my body. I hurt emotionally. I need you to touch me. Help help me to carry my load here. Help me on this difficult day getting through this day, this 24 hours. Help me here, Lord. Help me with the bombardment that's coming against my mind and he can do that because we've been born to the manner of love of the Father. This isn't an ordinary love. This is a Natural love, this is supernatural this is beyond this realm and dimension the love of the Father and as the writer said in the scripture made it pretty clear that we were sinners we were lost we had no hope in this world we were just stumbling around through the darkness great, gross darkness, and what uh, the love of the Father shone into the prison of our mind, our heart, and worked a great miracle. A man was uh, born, born blind, and uh, Jesus came by his way and worked a miracle in his life. And uh, the man, of course, being born blind, showed us a big difference, doesn't it? Because when you come into God's kingdom, you're not born blind. When you come into God's kingdom, you've got, spiritually speaking, you've got 2020 vision, maybe even 2015. You've got really good vision, and you, you begin to see that as you study His Word and read His Word and hear it preached, you're going to find out that you're a part of a holy nation, and you're a part of a royal priesthood, that you're a, you're a prince, and you're a princess, And that you're going to reign with him in that day. That he's not going to leave you out. He's trying to include you in his plan. His overall big plan. Plan. You want to see the big picture and that's why he's going to give you that spiritual eyesight so that you can see the big picture. You can begin to get a real vision of what God's doing. It's wonderful that we've tasted of the heavenly thing and we've tasted of the powers of God and we've gotten a taste of God and a taste of, of his multitude ways of doing things, his diverse wisdom. It's so wonderful but let me tell you our taste only serves to increase it more and more more as we grow in the love of God as we bask in the love of God in the great sunshine of His love that He arises in our terrible situations the Bible said with healing in his wings he brings every good thing and look you talk about born to a manner I'm born to a manner that he forgives all manner of sin absolutely there is nothing in the category that you can open it up to when you come to him but what he's the forgiver of it somebody said well what about the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost you can't worry about that until you first get born again and that's the matter to which are born, every sin, every iniquity, every disease can be taken care of. What manner of love? Amen. Jesus gave an example one day to a man, and he said, uh, He said, a fellow owed some money, and that he came and he told the Lord of the area king of the area if you please, the ruler he said I, uh, I know I owe you this pretty good amount of money here and he said "And I need you to be patient with me I just don't have it right now but if you'll be patient with me I'll pay thee all and it said that the Lord the ruler he had mercy upon the man and he just frankly forgave him, just out of hand forgave him completely forgave him and uh, the individual went out from the presence of the ruler debt free goes out doesn't go too far down the road and runs into one of his fellow men who owes him money and the man asked him the same words he said be patient with me and I don't have it right now but I'll pay thee all but he didn't forgive him he did not forgive him as he had been forgiven If you want to find the root of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, you just don't forgive your brother. You just hold on to that grudge and you hang on to that in your life and you're going to find out what that sin is that's unforgivable and you're not going to be a happy camper. You better tell yourself I get forgiven as I forgive and if I'll forgive, then God said he's going to forgive me. And if I don't forgive, God isn't going to forgive me. I want to stay in this manner of love. The manner of love that he just absolutely forgives you. He's not going to hold a grudge. He's not trying to have you at that judgment where he can pronounce it on you. He'd much rather you be standing with him on the right and on the left as one of his sons and daughters and that you'll be a part of his overall plan. That's his love. That's reaching out from an old rugged cross with absolutely 361 stripes on his back and three inch uh, thorns in his head. He absolutely wants you to know In that moment he cared about a man he called his son. In the very last little drop of blood, he's showing that manner of love right to the very end. To when he said it's finished. And then he goes to hell and preaches to those that are in prison there. Isn't that wonderful? You talk about touching all the bases. Taking care of any loose ends. What manner of love. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed Upon us. And you know, when you get born again, when you are to the manner born again, and you come into the body of Christ, you're going to find out about this love. You're going to find out that it's going to be with you every day. And that, it, and that you, again, will not be able to completely comprehend, not come near being able to measure it and figure it out because it's just so vast and so great and there's such a quality to it that He cares about you in those moments when you might feel like you're not cared about at all and that you've been forgotten, but He's there and He's looking right at you and He knows every problem and every situation. And when you're born again off water and of the Spirit, this is the manner of love you come to. And there is a manner... There There is a way of doing things, if you please. There is a style to this love. And I'm telling you, my God's got some style. You talking about smooth. My God is smooth, friend. And I want you to understand He knows how to do it just right. And and sometimes His way, we don't always feel like that's right, but you trust this word and trust me when I tell you it's right. It's right the way that He does it. And you get the writer, they continually said, You saw what manner of men we were among you. You saw how we conducted ourselves how we live. there's a manner to which we're born it's the way it's done that's what the matter means it's a way of, it's done it's a style it's a method it is God given it is spiritually correct spiritually correct and there is a spiritually correct way of acting and living a conversation a lifestyle How many people have come into this experience, gotten baptized in Jesus' name? Nobody had to get up and preach a whole bunch of things to them. There was a manner of love. Suddenly they didn't want to look at that mess all over, broadcast all over the place. They didn't want that coming into their heart anymore. They didn't want to hear that coming in their ears, all that kind of music and all those filthy words. They didn't want any part of that anymore. Just absolutely you're born to the manner. I'm telling you, it's the manner of God, it's the manner of His love. And there's something so cleansing about that love. There's something that gets all the dirt and the filth and the garbage out of your heart. You talking about coming in there, friend and breaking out every kind of rag and mop and everything else and saying we're going to clean this act up we're absolutely going to scrub this heart and you come out with a manner about you you come out with you have a love of God in your heart and a love for the things that God loves and God shows you look at this I love this look at this Bible said you women when you obey what the scripture teaches 1 Timothy 2 and 9 1 Peter 3, 3 through 5 when you do those things those things are in in God's sight great price God says I love that look I love that style I love that modesty I love that righteousness I love that holiness and he says the same thing I will it all men everywhere lift up holy hands without wrath of doubting that includes the men God wants this God loves this and you're to this matter born you don't have to twist somebody's arm You don't have to beat somebody over the head. You know, when you get this experience, this love of the Father, this manner of the love of the Father, you don't have to, uh, only I'm going to say in extreme cases, have to exercise or enjoin apostolic authority. You can appeal to people's love that they're experiencing in God to the burden that they have, to what they feel from His love, to what they begin. And I'm not talking about any kind of human runaway emotion. I'm not talking about some sloppy, syrupy, uh, sympathy stuff. I'm talking about what manner of love. It's a manner of love that if if it's working in your life, you're going to keep His commandments. You're going to love them. You're going to cherish them. You're going to guard them you're going to want them. Nobody has to twist your arm. Nobody beats you over the head about anything. You want to do this. The love of God that you're experiencing is compelling you to do this. You want to please your Heavenly Father, and you want to experience and bask in the manner of love that He has shown towards you, that I was lunch lost. I was a sinner. I was undone. I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. The only reason you know that is because now you've experienced that love, and you see how blind you were. because now you see and, and you realize how wayward you were because now you're found oh yeah and you realize how, how much life you've got because you were dead in sin and trespasses but the matter of love he just came by some people and said follow me and the love that got a hold of them Woo! I love church I love the spirit of the Lord I love the presence of God I love the teachings of the word of God to this matter I have been born again And it's a great style. And it's the way to do it. And we don't need to back up inwardly nor outwardly. And everybody said amen. everybody said praise the Lord. Well, let's lift our hearts with our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, holy, holy, holy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Savior. I praise and love you, Lord. I worship you, Father. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Let's take a moment right where we're at and lift our hearts with our hands as we worship. Come on and love him. Thank you, Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Hope that I cling to you You mean more than this world That's right. Literally, you mean I more. I wouldn't trade you for silver or I'm not trading you, for nothing. I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. Morning, and love him. I thank you,
3: Jesus. I praise and worship you, O holy, great and
0: mighty God.
3: You, I thank you for the glory of heaven that shines in our hearts.